As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hey loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Barb Allen and she's a co-founder of the patriotic company American Snippets. And she's a founder of the Great American Summit, which will be held this year on January 7th and 8th on 2022 in Texas. And Not Basic Blonde podcast will be one of the official sponsors of the Great American Summit. I'm so excited for this opportunity, guys, because the Great American Summit supports so many great causes and it will include so many great speakers. If you like to be a part of this and support this great cause, you can purchase a ticket and attend the event or you can simply donate to the website greatamericansummit.com. Your impact begins the moment you buy a ticket. Net proceeds from this event are being donated to select organizations that support our veteran and first responder communities, as well as rescues and their families. My guest, Barbara Allen, began her path in 2005 when her husband, L.T. Louis Allen, was killed in Iraq. Her personal and professional tragedies and triumphs introduced Barbara to mentors that guided her through her challenges. She passed that inside on to hundreds of veterans. She consulted as a veterans service officer and shares it with her audience and people she professionally mentors today. So in this episode, Barbara and I will be talking about so many great things. We'll be talking about what to do when you feel trapped under the weight of pain, grief, trauma, and hopelessness. How do you let it go? How do you get out of this cycle? How do you start your life over after going through so much pain and trauma and so much more? But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Barbara. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you today? I am excellent, and I can't thank you enough for having me on. Thank you so much for being my guest. And you have such an amazing background and everything you have created. We would love to learn more about you. So please tell us more about yourself and American Snippets. Um, well, I mean, that's a, 
a huge question. I'll give you the highlights, right? American Snippets is a patriotic platform that my fiance and I started uh, when we realized the, the divisiveness that was just beginning to brew in this country. And this was our answer to that. It is a patriotic platform where we first started featuring Americans in this uh, who are in this country who are building out and, and creating their American dream because it was the American dream that was first under attack in our country. We wanted to prove that it is alive and well and worth going after, right? So we spotlighted people who were doing just that and giving back to other people and guiding them on their way. And it's since American Sippets has since evolved into not just a, a podcast, but a platform where we're having the Great American Summit, this live event coming to Texas in January. And we have a community, the Great American Syndicate that we're launching. And this is all born from our need to step forward and do something to be a solution to the problems in this country. My husband Lou was killed in Iraq in 2005. We had four little boys who were six, five, three, and one when that happened. And I personally have been through so much uh, as a result of that. And my husband, he, you know, he didn't obviously, no one signs up for the military and wants to die, right? But they, they, they know that could happen and everybody just prays it won't. And so he, like everybody else who has gone before him and after him and who's serving today, they stepped forward and said, yes, we'll take that chance. We'll take that risk because we believe in this country so much. And he did give his life in service of this country and defending freedom and our right to live and build our American dream and our duty to help others. And I just felt like when I saw that coming under attack, I was just rebuilding my own life after about 10 years of various levels of hell I'd been through and really traumatic times I'd been through. And I just got myself and re rebuilt my, my own health and wellness and took responsibility for my own life. And that's when the country was starting to crumble. And I just, I couldn't let it go. I, I just couldn't sit back and let it go. So, um, that's that's what led me to do American Snippets with my fiance. Unfortunately, my fiance is an entrepreneur and he knew how to take all of that that we were feeling and bring it to life. Such an incredible story. And I want to thank you and your husband and sorry for your loss. And what happened to you is definitely difficult to lose someone, like especially loved one. I've had part of my family was in army as well and they were in Afghanistan but they came back after deployment and they had major PTSD and they were yeah. really, really emotionally damaged. So they had to really go through a lot of therapy and a lot of recovery. So it's definitely really hard, not just for someone who is in the military, but for their families as well. Absolutely. Yes. You bring awareness, such a great cause and doing so many great things with this. It's just like, I admire you so much for this. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're really blessed to have attracted a team of people to us who are just phenomenal and we couldn't be doing this without them. I love it. <laughs> and how did you decide to create American Snippets? And what was your story before and what have you done like as far as your career? We started American Snippets about four years ago, but before that, um, like I had sort of mentioned, uh, you know, I'd been through some very, very, very bad times after my husband was killed. My husband was actually 
He was murdered by another soldier in that same unit. It was my husband and the commanding officer. The supply sergeant was stealing from supply and doing all sorts of things he shouldn't be doing. So my husband was brought over specifically to help the commanding officer remove the supply sergeant. And he was facing some non-judicial punishment and pretty much gonna lose his job. And the supply sergeant killed them uh, because you know he didn't want that to happen. And so, you know, you're told your doorbell rings and you have these men tell you that your husband is dead. And I, I was not prepared for that. I had actually convinced myself that I would never survive something like that. I had told myself for a long time that I was not good enough or strong enough or willing enough to live if something had happened to my husband. I mean, that's the mindset that I answered the door with. And so when that doorbell rang, I literally fell to the floor, just dropped. And uh, for 10 years, I didn't really fully get back up, right? I had the murder trial and that was three and a half years and I'm going to Kuwait for a hearing. And then I'm going from New York to North Carolina for three and a half years. I'm watching this case fall apart in disbelief. I'm hearing things and seeing things and experiencing things that I just cannot wrap my head around in terms of all the threats this staff sergeant made to kill the commanding officer, all these reasons this didn't have to happen. And then I watched the case fall apart. I watched the military let it fall apart. I watched them acquit the person who killed my husband and set him free and then learned he had entered a guilty plea, which you can't do in the military unless you know you're guilty. I mean, just one thing after another, after another, and I just wasn't prepared to meet any of it. And I just sank further and further. I was not a leader for my boys the way they needed me to be. I didn't show up for them fully the way they needed me to, they deserved me to. So I carry a lot of regret for that. Uh, but I did my best with the tools I had at the time. And that is all part of the reason I just let myself get lower and lower and lower. And I wound up in an abusive relationship. And, you know, he took all my money, he did every I mean, went just I had made such a mess of my life and brought my children down with me. So it got to the point that I knew it was not survivable. I wasn't going to survive on that path anymore. And I had to decide whether to face the pain of rebuilding my life or just let it go. And I decided to rebuild my life. I started studying people who had messages and lessons for me and resilience and strength and grace and faith. And I started studying them and learning from them and doing the very, very hard work to rebuild my life. And, and I did manage to start turning it around, but that's exactly when the country started to fall apart. And that pulled me back down with it. It depressed me to see everything that we had been through and what my husband gave his life for being dismantled by the very people that he gave his life and service of. And so it was just this around the circle I went and because I had rebuilt myself and had been putting my life back together and found my footing and found my new love in my life and my partner. And he knew what to do. I said to him, I said, Dave, I can't sit back and let this happen. I can't, I, I, I need to do something. I can't just watch. I know Americans are great people. I've had so many extraordinary people come forward and help me. I mean, so many people come forward and help me and my boys. I've met so many incredible people who have great stories of resilience and strength and overcoming adversity and giving back. I said, how do we get that message out? And Dave, who I'd never really known entrepreneurship. I didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know any of that. I had written my book, Front Toward Enemy, to talk about my husband's case and tell that story. I wrote another book for fun after that, How to a Widow, but I didn't know how to monetize or build or grow anything. 
every, every time I'd mentioned that in my life, nobody in my life did that. So that was just crazy talk among the people in my life. You know, everybody had that nine to five and you knew where you're getting paid and you knew when you were going to show up. And I hated that. And, and so Dave said, let's do it. Let's start American Snippet. Let's start this podcast. Let's do this. And we made a lot of mistakes. We had no idea about the podcast. You know how hard it is to do a podcast, how to be consistent with it, how to make it successful. We, we shot one episode and we launched our podcast. <laughs> we did everything wrong. But here we are today. You know, we learned from our mistakes and we grew and we're doing what we do because we see the difference it's making. We know the potential it has and it's led us to do this Great American Summit in January, which we're so thrilled and, and honored that you're gonna come and you know and experience and be there with us and that you're, you have us on to help spread that word and support us. And that's why we know it's important. We know it's impactful because people are getting that message and they wanna be a part of it. Yes, we would love to. I'm so excited about the Great American Summit and we would love to know more about this event. What, who will be on it and what is it all about and how did you decide to participate in it? Okay, um, so the Great American Summit is on January 7th and 8th in Irving, Texas. And right off the bat, I'll start with every single dime that we raise, we will be raising for this is being donated back to organizations that support our military, our law enforcement, our first responders, as well as helping organizations that serve victims of human trafficking and, and work to end human trafficking. These are really incredible people who are giving so much of themselves to do this work that they do. And we just want to be a part of supporting that work because it's so important to support the people who defend our communities and our country and to help them and their families be strong, you know, and it's important to protect our future by protecting our youth. They're our most innocent, our most vulnerable. And what's being done to these children who are victims of human trafficking is unconscionable. And the fact that we get to be a small part of helping push back against that is an honor for us. And I think it's a duty for all Americans to find some way to give back and serve. And this is our way. So right away, everybody who comes to this event just by buying a ticket, you get to know that you are a part of something important. You have assisted and helped build and work towards something incredibly important that this country and this world at large really needs. And that's the first, I think that's the first value bonus of, of coming to this event is knowing that you're providing value back. So the event itself is designed to help people strengthen themselves and their families and their communities because that's how we're gonna build a strong country. That's how we're gonna strengthen our country. That's how we're going to withstand the assault on our freedoms and everything that's happening in this country and what is probably going to get worse before it gets better. If we work together and support each other through that and we have a strong core, we can face anything. But we need to start taking very strong steps now so that we can we can do that together. So we've brought in speakers who have these stories. Some of them have fled from communism and come to this country and built their lives. And they recognize what's happening now in this country as early communism, right? And so they have important messages to share and they have lessons to share, not only about freedom, but about how to build personal and financial and physical success from the ground up. Some of the, one speaker, Bajos Kulin was eating out of a dumpster when he was younger and when he fled Armenia with his family. And now 
after all those years, he's built himself a phenomenal business. He's impacted thousands of lives. He gives back to others and he's gonna be speaking. You know, we have genuine heroes from the military like Jason Redman, who is a former Navy SEAL. And he was very badly wounded in combat. His face was shot up among other, he was shot in various parts of his body. And he has overcome those injuries and gone on to build masterful courses in resilience and strength and teach others and work with others. He is just such a giving, kind person. And he is going to speak on resilience. We have uh, Ryan Weaver, who was a former Black Hawk aviator. His, two bro his brother and brother-in-law were killed on active duty. And he is uh, speaking and performing. Steve Sims is a new American citizen from England, and he's going to come talk about his own success. I mean, I could go on and on. We have about 26 speakers uh, and, and some performers coming. They all have not just stories of overcoming incredible adversity, but in sto stories and lessons on what America and the American dream means to them. And they are so invested in helping every single person build that life that they want for themselves, which is exactly what we need to do more of in this country. We definitely do. And I love that this event supports so many great causes, not just one. And all the proceeds are going to the nation. That's just incredible. Yeah. And I think that's a large part of why people have been willing to get on board. These are people at the top of the game, at the top of their industry. And I've lost track of how many times somebody has messaged me or called me saying, Barbara, how did you get all of these people to be at your event? This lineup is, is amazing. And Sometimes I'm like, I don't know, you know, it's a surprise to me too. But other times I'm like, well, I just told them what the event is about. And they said yes, because these are the people who care about our country and who care about the people in it and want to do more than sit around and complain. And they have no interest in just taking their own success and going away and not worrying about anyone else, right? They've built their success and now they want to help everybody else get to where they are. Yes, I'm so excited to be a part of this. Can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to, I mean, where else am I going to get to sit down in person and connect with people like you and our speakers and everybody who's coming, such a diverse group. And to be together in one place and one time has a lot of power, right? There's a, just a lot that comes of that, of being physically together. And I'm super excited. Yes. You've written a few books now, but what inspired you to write your first book? My first book, Front Toward Enemy, started more as a diary, um, a journal for me to be able to reference back later in life for my children to be able to reference back because there was so much pain and so much confusion and things were happening so quickly. I wanted to be able to document them and go back and answer questions for my kids later. But as I learned more about the case, I knew there was so much I didn't know. So I went back to college and I got my master's in criminal justice while the trial was going on so that I could better understand what was happening. And so that I, I could turn this into a book and have some credibility as well. I needed to educate myself and have the credentials for that. So um, I got my master's while writing my book and going through the trial uh, because I was just so driven to tell the truth about what didn't come out at trial and to set the record straight after the acquittal and make sure that the story was told and lessons were learned. And then my next book was just a fun one, which I love this book. It's How to Woo a Widow and it is a fiction book, but it is pulled from lessons from real life. And it's just a 
I, I really love that. I need to go back and spend some more time and energy on that book and rebrand it and market it because it's sort of feeling a little unloved now. I haven't invested time on it, but, but I'm going to go back and bring that back out to light. And then my recent book uh, is What Not to Wear to a Murder Trial and Other Tips Tragedy Taught Me. And I really love this book too. Uh, it is the complete flip side of Front Toward Enemy, which was more about my pain and the struggle. And this is about overcoming it and some of the funny lessons I learned and humorous moments uh, mixed in with the heavier ones. But I also pull lessons from some of the 250 plus people that I've interviewed who have incredible stories of resilience and overcoming adversity and giving back and generosity. So I pull some of their stories and their lessons and I put those in that book too. Wow, this is very interesting. And <laughs> from your experience and for those who are going through hard time, especially like if you're feeling trapped under the weight of pain or grief or trauma, what you should do, like, how do you let it go? How do you get out of the cycle? First, you have to make a decision that you want to and you're committed to, because until you personally are ready to do the work that needs to be done, nobody or no amount of effort or intervention can help you until you're really ready to do the work. So you have to make that decision that the pain of getting through or past whatever it is that's holding you back is more worthy than the pain of staying there, right? So until, until you make that decision, nothing can help you. So you have to commit to that. You have to commit to that yourself first. And then you have to stay the course. Like for me, I can't say what's good for everybody, but for me, I had to take a step back and assess and I had to take responsibility. I had to stop, I had to let go of being a victim. And I'd had so many people for so many years tell me I was a victim, here come the victims, here come the victims. I was called a victim for three and a half years in court and in newspapers and on TV, I was the victim. And that gets into you. So you have to undo that. You know, you have to take that victim and put it over there and you have to become somebody else. And um, then you have to learn how to become somebody else. And that's why I studied people. I started reading books on resilience and stories of people who have overcome incredible odds, whether physical odds or emotional, whatever it was, these people had incredible stories of just pushing past things that I didn't know I would have the ability to do. And I started absorbing their lessons and listening to them. And I tapped back into my faith deeper. I mean, all these things, you have to clear out your circle. You have to assess the people who are in your life. And I've developed a scoring system um, and I score everybody in my life. Everyone has a number. And that is, um, you know, there's people who are helping me reach my goals and become my better self and push past my potential. There's people who pull me down and there's people who are right in the middle doing nothing. And I then spend time with people according to those scores and I then score myself and other people's lives. And so that I can understand what I need to do if I want those people to spend more time with me and all that. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of steps to take, but you really have to commit to it. You have to go all in on overcoming it and you can, you just have to stop letting people tell you to feel sorry for yourself. You know, you have to put that victim away first. I agree. The hardest part is to put the victim away, but it's the key to actually get out of the vicious cycle because when you feel as a victim and you call yourself that and others call you, you just stay in this pain, like you said, but it's definitely worse to get out of it, to start over and to let yourself free of pain. 
Yes. When you behave and live like a victim, you will be victimized over and over again. <laughs> you know, if you behave like prey, then you will attract predators. And uh, that's uh, one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. I agree with you. It is definitely hard to let something go. And especially when you have so much pain and grief and so many things happening at once, but it takes so much resilience, like you said, to let it all go. Mm -hmm. You're very brave. I admire you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, we're all a work in progress. And I'm sure I could sit down and spend a few minutes talking about you and your story and discover a zillion ways that you've overcome enormous things in your life too, right? So we all have something to learn from one another. And I think that's how we need to look at each other and just recognize that whoever this person is, there is something in their life they have overcome or they are struggling with now and they deserve my respect. I agree. And I loved how you assign scores to different people. And it's actually totally worth it as far as like some people are making no difference in our lives and we are still spending time with them, but it's actually pointless for us kind of and some people are making a huge impact in our life and that's what we need to lean towards more I guess yeah yeah I actually put a whole chapter of that in my book um, and I taught people the scoring system that I use uh, and it's simple once you put it out there but it can feel hard to do right but you have to know that you're doing it for a good reason and I make sure to turn that around and make sure we put that scoring system on ourselves too, because we can't just look at what other people give us. We have to look at what we give out and the value we provide to other people. So once, once you, you, you score the people in your life and then you turn that around and you imagine being them and you score yourself in their lives, it's really, really eye-opening and just helps you like understand what, what you need to attack next. I love it. How do media and sources of information impact our thoughts and beliefs about things happening around us? They will impact us deeply unless we are aware of the effect that they have. And we go in, we can't just go on social media and go look at the news ready to absorb everything as if it's the gospel or truth and, and just believe it. We have to go in and look at social media and the news and look at it and say, okay, what are they saying today and how do I feel about that? And where do I dig deeper to get the answer? So we have to look at every story as if it's just a headline or a blurb. And then if there's something that triggers you just in any way, you know, you see all these headlines, these stories, and they instantly get us like worked up, right? Well, before we go full on and just start blasting people and accepting that as the truth, if we read a story, if we read an article about a bill that's being passed, for instance, and then we just take these three paragraphs and decide that that's the truth about the bill, we're not doing ourselves a service. Why don't we go look up, Google the bill itself and read the bill for ourselves, and then understand. So we have to look at what's in the, in the media and the news as we have to not let that impact how we feel or how we behave towards others. We have to let that impact how we respond and what are we going to learn? I think we should look at the media and the news as, okay, what do I need to learn about today? and then go educate ourselves instead of looking to the media to educate us. There are so many resources and so many articles and news going on and you have to like trust the resource first before you accept or absorb right. that information. 
Yeah, it's very, very misleading. I did that for a long time. I just read a story and I was like, you know, I can't believe this. But then you start digging deeper and you realize that there's way more to a story than it appears in the media. And the media has a purpose. The media wants to sell. The media, it's, media is all about marketing. The news is about marketing. They're less interested in telling you the truth and what is being hap- what is truly happening than they are in their clicks and their ads and and the divisiveness, you know, they're in the business to divide and to and to sell. And so we have to be in the business of educating ourselves and certainly look at them as a resource, as a starting point maybe for where, what we need to pay attention to and focus on and dig deeper on, but also what are they not telling us? You know, for every crazy story there is out there about a trial or whatever, what isn't being told, what's happening when everybody's looking over here, what's happening over there? So we also need to, be looking or we need to keep our heads on a swivel at all times so true and also media always likes to exaggerate things so they would multiply it by a few times yeah <laughs> yep on all sides this is all platforms not one side or the other this is all platforms to it yeah if you could advise people on one thing in your whole life what that would be i would say surrender to the experience is what i'd like to to go by. And that doesn't mean give in or give up or roll over. It just means understand that there's very little we have actual control of in this world and in our lives. We really only have control over how we're going to respond to things and learn from things and grow from things and prepare from things and recover from things, right? But we can't, you know, we can't control the weather. We can't control what happens in the White House. We can't control directly. We have very little direct control over things. And um, when we say, I will only be okay if this happens, you know, I said, I'll only be okay. I'll only be happy if my husband comes home from Iraq. I will only be happy. I will only want to live if he lives. Well, that did me a very big disservice because I was actually suicidal when he was killed. I actually wanted to die and came very close to making that happen because I had told myself that I didn't want to, you know, so we have to prepare ourselves to withstand anything that comes our way. And we have to tell ourselves we can. And that's what I mean by surrender to the experience, just surrender to the knowledge that we cannot control or predict everything that's gonna happen. So we have to be ready to accept that and absorb it and roll and pivot and and go on. Um, And that's how we understand and fully realize the beauty of life, even the painful parts, it's all, it's all beautiful. I heard somebody say last night, they called it a beautiful burden. And, and I love that. So we can't see the beauty in things unless we accept them first. So true. And I started realizing the same. And there's many things that happened to me this year. It's been very, very eventful. So I, I was kind of started thinking that I need to be prepared for anything. I need to have myself ready for anything because you never know what can happen to your family members or to you or just around. So it just takes courage and takes, I guess, resilience, like you said before, to keep going and just try to find the good things in every moment. Yeah, and that's one of the keys to getting through things, you know. I look at all these other people that I know that are going through things or have gone through things that I feel very fortunate I am not, you know. Um, And every day I get to wake up and try another day and I can stand up and walk to another room and I can see things and hear things and smell things and touch it. And, you know, I, 
I know how lucky I am because so many people cannot, right? And so I just remind myself not to take those things for granted because just like that, it can be taken away and we won't have savored it while we had it. 100%. And where can our listeners find you where they can purchase tickets for the Great American Summit and all the other information? Yeah, thank you. Our event, the Great American Summit, you can buy tickets for at greatamericansummit.com. All the information you need is there. There's also a donate button there if you can't go to the event and you would like to still contribute to it. That's very much appreciated because we're offering free tickets to military law enforcement and first responders in the area. So even a donation helps us bring one more person to the event uh, you know, as our guests and treat them to that night and that experience. So, and as well as giving back to those organizations that we're supporting. So even a small donation, a lot of people with a small donation make a big difference, right? So anything you can do is helpful, but greatamericansummit.com is where you can get your tickets or, or donate or, or learn more about the event and spreading it out as well. That link spreading that out is hugely helpful. And then our website is americansnippets.com. You can find out all about us there. And I'm on Instagram as Barbalan Speaks. Thank you so much, Barbara, for being my guest and sharing your story. I really appreciate the opportunity. I know how busy you are. I know how booked out you are. And, uh, and we really appreciate you giving us this moment to, to come be a part of your platform. Thank you so much. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 